social media for beautiful food and inspiration. everybody welcome to local love we do the show live every tuesday 9 p.m pacific right here on twitch at twitch.tv slash echoplex media i'm producer dave and i'm gonna bring in the rest of the crew here what's up what's up we got phil johnson joining us how you doing phil hey i'm good dave thanks for having me on man man thanks so for sounding tunes. thanks for sounding like that holy shit man hold on i got a, <laughs> I got a soundboard hit for you at some point we are gonna have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds and uh, i got johnny corn sitting here in the studio with me hey how's everybody johnny doing? Korn. Hey, what's up? What's up, Phil? Good to see you, Johnny. Or good to hear you, I guess. <laughs> I think you can see him too. <laughs> oh, I can, oh, I can see you on Twitch. I got you on my phone that's about to die. Oh, <laughs> got it. Got it. 
<laughs> oh, wait a minute. I didn't turn on uh, Jaycorn. You can turn on your own camera if you want on the bottom of that little thing. There's a little camera icon. You have a secondary icon. camera so that Mr. Phil Johnson can actually see you. Oh, there you are. God, I scared myself. Anyway, uh, Phil, before we get started, just uh, tell, can you tell people a little bit about yourself, where they can find you, where they can find your music, and uh, why maybe they should do that? Uh, there's no reason they should do that. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm a comedian and uh, musician, uh, and uh, you can find me at philjohnsoncomedy.com. Normally, I tour all over the country, but I haven't done that in uh, almost two years. Uh, and uh, so hopefully that'll all be coming back soon. But since this is a local show, uh, you can always find me around the Bay Area doing various gigs. Uh, and uh, I'm doing a lot of those uh, right now. And all the tour dates, everything is at philjohnsoncomedy.com. You can come out and hear me tell jokes and sing super songs. Heck yeah, you know what I like is that you got your like own, own like lower thirds going on down at the bottom there. Very, very yeah. professional, very nice. <laughs> I think this first guest uh, that I've seen that, that happen with, yeah. I don't know if it's, no, I think Andy Nolch did that, but Andy Nolch is a maniac. Let's not talk about him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so Phil, you sent me a bunch of music. We're probably going to try to get through all, all these songs you uh, sent me tonight, but <clears throat> all right, I want to kind of ask some questions. Like, first of all, this will be the first time you've been on this show since you were in the studio. It must've been like three years ago or something. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah. It's been quite a while. We've been, I've been follow. I follow you on Twitter. We've been uh, making sure to check out your Twitch streams and stuff. Um, <clears throat> nice. You checked out all the different platforms for uh, streaming your music on, or streaming like yourself, you know, playing music. Um, which which did you like the best, and why? Um, I right now, I don't know if there is one that I like the best because uh, I, when I do, I do a, a live stream every Tuesday at twelve thirty uh, Pacific time, where uh, it's an hour of dumb songs and, and chitter chat, and uh, I stream that to. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram Live. Uh, and just today was the first time, I think I've been doing this for like three months now, three, four months. Today was the first time it actually went to all four places as planned. And it still didn't go out to Instagram quite right. The sound was out of sync. Um, but I have more people watch me on Instagram Live than watch me on the other ones. Uh, and so I don't know. I just go where the people are. Uh, I think the, uh, you know, the platform, I don't really care what the platform is as long as there are people watching. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. We ended up on Twitch for a variety of reasons. Sure. And lots of good reasons to be on Twitch for sure. But uh, I haven't, I haven't gotten the traction there yet, but it's, it's, uh, it's coming slowly, but surely. Uh, one of the things about Twitch, it took us a while to kind of get going here too. Uh, local loves a little slow music talk, just real difficult to like draw an audience because we don't get a big local audience sure. and like our usual people, some of them stick around, but some of them like, <clears throat> they want to hear me make fun of somebody pointing their phone at the sky. They don't want to hear me like interviewing a musician <laughs> which is you know it's fine with me right but you know uh the thing about twitch is if you're not broadcasting on here consistently <laughs> like several times a week at least it's really right. hard to get any traction we started yeah, really yeah. having people show up and be regulars and kind of hang out like all the time once we started streaming basically every day uh-huh and, and that's like the big difference i think on twitch whereas facebook live or instagram or whatever i think it's just a different scene where People are there, like maybe for your music, whereas on Twitch, it's people want to be in a community, and so like to do the Twitch Certainly. thing, you have to be willing to try to build a community. And I figure, yeah, I yeah, figure the last thing you want to do is try to, you know, well, other musicians have done a good job of it, but I think it's probably hard. Like if if you're because then you're sure. then you end up like going out and gigging and stuff and whatever, and then you kind of feel like maybe you've left this community behind as you've gone to gig and stuff. There's it's all kinds of it's just more 
it's definitely more about the community and it's it's you know it's i think it's a little harder for musicians who aren't you don't have basically don't have the fucking time to stream every day honestly that's a big part of it and i've i've seen and also i'm i'm not a pretty blonde norwegian girl playing guitar i, I am uh <laughs> you know i think if i if i were if i were hot and young and female it might be a different story as well but yeah i wish i had more time to do it but I am getting out to do gigs more. Uh, plus, there's loads of business to be done, and uh, and besides gigs and all that, I am a music teacher as well. And so uh, it does. I mean, just for the the one hour stream that I do on Tuesdays, this is my this is my third streaming show today. I'm exhausted. I've been spending oh, all day staring at a webcam. Uh, but uh, the uh, you know I, uh, I I wish I had more time to do it. But even the, the the Tuesday stream that I do that lasts for an hour, I put in you know an hour and a half or two hours of prep before I even come on, you know, cause I'm writing bits and, and I, you know, I've sort of recurring bits and things that I do. And so it's time consuming, you know, I wish I had more time to do it, but uh, the business has to be done too. I've got to go book them gigs. <laughs> Johnny. Hey, how are you? It's been a while. I mean, we've, we've seen each other. Gosh, it's been a couple of years, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, now I just want to remind people, um, I actually have a podcast on Echoplex Media, which you can get pretty much anywhere. Uh, but you were one of my guests. Uh, and I was. Yes. I was the first guest, I think. I think, you, I think you're right. I think you were, were the one that started it all. So if you want, so if people are interested, it's called, by the way, wherever you get your podcast, you can pick that up. I just have to plug that because, of course, you were on there. And you're also on uh, Grapes of Laugh, which uh, is yep. in hiatus, but uh, you know, ran for uh, a couple years and... Uh, thank sure. you for doing that. Oh, of course. Now you don't put your old your old podcast episodes behind a paywall like Mark Marin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, I where where I would have to die for people to uh, be able to listen to that episode again? Well, <laughs> no, it's it's all there. It's all there. You know? <laughs> but you, um, you can't you can't paywall it if if if, if then I'm just going to stop there. Well, I, I <laughs> uh. You know, I was going to, um, you were on local love. People could check out uh, an episode. You could just look up Phil Johnson on our website and our search works pretty well. You could find both of his appearances. Plus, uh, you know, maybe times we've played your music. Um, yeah. how much do you hate doing zoom comedy? I've gotten used to it. Um, I have to say the show I did earlier this evening, I did a show for flappers in, in Burbank flappers comedy club. And, uh, that one basically it, it, nobody showed up. It turned out to be an open mic, uh, because there was no audience, but that's going to happen now because people are going out more, but I've gotten used to doing zoom, zoom comedy. I didn't like it at first. Uh, it's a different timing. It's a different, you know, it's just a different vibe uh, than a live show. And when I started going back to doing live shows, I had to sort of retrain myself for that as well. Uh, but I've gotten used to the Zoom comedy. I, I'm trying to keep both in the mix because I think there are a lot of people out there that don't have a comedy show near them. And so Zoom comedy is kind of their their comedy lifeline because they don't have a venue near them. And so there was a lot of people that got to see stand-up comedy for the first time over the last year and a half or whatever. Uh, and those people are now into it and I'd like to keep them into it. So yeah, I don't, I don't mind doing it. So that's uh it's fun. Yeah. I, I kind of, um, still rant about, um, I go off on rants about how much I don't like zoom, but that's just, <laughs> <laughs> I do it. Cause you know, <laughs> but also, I mean, like, uh, I started it a little bit later than some people cause I had some health issues. And when I came back, uh, it sure. had already been, um, like, around for a little bit and so some people were 
a little bit more ahead of the curve at first um, than I yeah. was. It, it is definitely a learning curve. I for anyone out there in the audience, man, yeah, doing comedy without an audience. I mean, without a audiences there uh, to yeah. feed off of. It it's just different. Now we could contrast that with uh, VR comedy. Uh, I'm doing a VR comedy show for a show called Failed to Render this Friday, where you do it with an Oculus headset on your face, and uh, there are people in the room, but everybody's a cartoon, and I'm a cartoon, and they <laughs> listen to me tell jokes from my office. It's it's bizarre. It's a very strange feeling. It's got the same. It feels like you're in a club with a bunch of cartoon people, but it's got the same delay that a Zoom show does. So you got to drop the joke wait that extra half second where you question every decision you've made in life and then the laugh shows up <laughs> and, see, and see that's, and that's it's, it's very strange it's saying that that's one of the things i don't like about like doing like online comedies because of the delay and so you're sitting there yeah. and you know as, as a comedian you just sit there and you go like did it land did it land did it yes. oh it landed okay cool yeah yeah exactly it, i've gotten used to it it made me slow down my live show delivery a little bit too because I found that with the with the Zoom stuff, I had to talk a little bit slower. I had to be a little more patient and wait for it. And so uh, that it made me start talking a little bit slower and pacing myself a little better in my live shows as well, at least at the beginning. And that'll right. probably go away and I'll start talking too fast again. But but even <laughs> if you maybe bring with you speaking a little more deliberately when when you're if you're talking about something complicated or whatever. Like, sure. Like if you can yeah. bring that with you, that's super good for your uh, regular live show, too, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you gotta, you gotta slow it down for some people. You really do. <laughs> 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 well, we got this song from you. We're gonna try to get through all the music you sent us uh, th this week. I think it shouldn't be too big a deal because we do have. All right. Well, I don't know. We have time, I guess. Um, this song is called <laughs> "Sweatpants," and I just chose it because I like the name. Is there anything we should know about it, or <laughs> should we just let it rip? Yeah, this will be the official premiere of it because this song doesn't officially come out until Friday. So, good job Ooh. picking that one. See, and this yep. is why you should always listen to local love. Like, yeah. So this song comes out Friday. It, uh, I did earlier this year, I put out an album called the itty bitty did committee. It's got 33 songs and clocks in just under 18 minutes. Uh, and so they're all very short songs. And then I am taking some of the songs from that and fleshing them out into longer songs. And this is one of the ones that I'm doing that with. Uh, and it's a, uh, well, you'll, you'll hear the lyrics and figure out what it's about. But when I was, um, arranging it for a full band arrangement instead of the, just the short acoustic version. I had sort of a David Lee Roth character in my head singing it. And it was, I was doing this right as Eddie Van Halen passed away. And I thought, okay, why don't I just go all out and pretend this is a lost Van Halen track and just go, just go full Van Halen and destroy my fingertips trying to play this thing. So that's what it is. Sweatpants. Awesome. Still looks nice 
That is fantastic, man. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. That's the official world premiere right there. Juan, what'd you think of that? It's rocking, man. It's rocking my soul. <laughs> Juan, Juan, you just arrived. Introduce yourself real quick. Oh, really? Super quick. Juan Maserati, keyboard player for Los Improviders, Rebels Camp, and your fam. <laughs> Any bar mitzvah, call me up. I'm ready for you. Dude, Juan Maserati playing your bar mitzvah would be lit. I, man, some rich kids got to book both of you for their bar mitzvah. I think they'd get oh, a, be a variety of experiences. Maybe have maybe have Jay Corn uh, MC. Oh, I would love that. Yes, tag team. <laughs> so, Phil, I probably asked you about this on uh, the, the last interview because one of the things that like struck me about you is usually when I've seen musical comedy, I haven't liked it. Right. Uh, like when you see a guy come up at a comedy show with a guitar, I'm like, yeah. Oh no, this guy's not going to be very funny and not a very good guitarist. Right. And, right. And then, yeah. That's and, a common reaction. Yeah. Right. And that may be incorrect. I may be like, I maybe just saw a few 
people who weren't uh, hadn't done the work or whatever. But <clears throat> what struck me about you is that the opposite is true. You're actually a pretty fantastic fucking guitarist, and you're funny as shit. And so, oh well, thank you. The th- I mean, the thing is, if you think about you know comedy as a whole. 80% of the comics out there aren't that great. There's 20% who are really good, right? And those are the people, those are the names that everybody knows. And then there's some that people maybe don't know that are pretty good. And then there's a bunch that aren't that great. Well, with comedy music, it's just a smaller pool. And so you've got your 20% of comedy music that's really, really good. And then you've got a lot of, you know, um, and there's there's ways to find the good stuff. Uh, certainly, if you go to the Funny Music Project, thefump.com, uh, they put up a lot of good stuff. Uh, but there's a lot of comedy music that, that, that I don't like either. Uh, and... Um, you know, that's just the way it is. I, I don't uh, I listen to comedy music sparingly, but I mostly listen to regular music, even though I don't necessarily write regular music. Uh, and I do have years and years and years of study under my belt, classical and jazz. And I have a, d- a degree in music. So I try to use it whenever I can. Uh, and uh, there were a lot of a lot of guitar chops in that last song that I have not used in quite a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking that like a lot of your comedy music, if the lyrics were switched up a little bit and maybe the arrangement was switched up a little bit, it would just stand up as a a song. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where certainly it would be like, you know, one of the better songs in our our music library. I'm thinking actually one of my favorite songs in our music library is Dodged a Bullet. It's oh, nice. Kind of beautiful and fucking wrong. Yeah. That's what I do. Beautiful and wrong. Um, I, for me, it's always got to be good music first, uh, and then I put the comedy stuff in there. You know, and I will often start with um, like a straight line for the first line of the song, and then take it off into some other direction to make it funny. But it's, for me, it's always got to be cool, interesting music first. Now, when I'm on stage and it's just me and an acoustic guitar, it's a little more rough and tumble. But when I sit in here in the studio and actually record stuff i like it to i like it to be good <laughs> all right juan you got a you got any questions for our dude no i just have uh basically just observations of how the execution of your economy the comedy via music is just really super on point and um i guess i could probably ask you a really stupid question um let's let's call up uh would you say like Weird Al Yankovic, in terms of any, there's is, is there any influence, or do you uh, attribute him as sort of being the uh, the person that ins- possibly inspired you to go in this direction, or is there anything I, with it, Weird Al? I, I, yeah, I definitely grew up uh, listening to Weird Al. I had the uh, the in 3D album on yes. vinyl way back in the day, you know, uh, and uh, I saw I watched UHF a zillion times yeah. and things like that. That's such Weird a good Al movie. is the reason I. Yeah, it's a great movie. Weird Al is the reason I don't do parodies, except for Hallelujah. That was the only one I did. Uh, And because I can't do it as well as he does it, so I do original stuff instead. And so when I started doing comedy music, there was that in the background. There was a little Tenacious D in the background. Um, I got turned on to Stephen Lynch really quickly, and that that became a big influence. Uh, Tim Minchin, I can only hope wish to be anywhere near the talent of tim minchin uh you know so there's a there's some really good stuff out there uh but um yeah weird Al was definitely in the background but uh you know and i'm I'm fairly picky about the comedy musicians that i do enjoy even though there's quite a bit of stuff out there but yeah those are the guys like uh lynch and tim minchin and weird al and tenacious d and um oh there's somebody else i'm i'm spacing on that i can't think of right now sorry okay real quick <laughs> 
thanks Holly people for the raid 30 goats just raided into our chat and thanks for uh, thanks to J victory official for uh, following the channel uh, we do local love on uh, Tuesday nights if you like here seeing mediocre interviews with great local musicians from here in the Bay Area you probably love this fucking show um, and uh, yeah welcome to our channel we usually do leftist politics conspiracies cults and stuff you'll like it around here it's the most bizarre thing on Twitch probably if you show up here at two in the morning um, you're gonna keep rocking these tunes here I got this you mentioned this hallelujah song and I like how it has a question mark at the end of it. So uh -huh. this is uh this is the first you said it's the first parody you've done or first parody you've put out is that right? It's yeah, the only parody I've done and what it was I I wrote this back in I don't know 2013 14 something like that. Uh and I just put it out this year. I'd never recorded it before, but I had read a book all about the song Hallelujah, the the Leonard Cohen song. Uh that it's called The Holier the Broken. It's a great book by Alan Light and it's the whole book is about the crazy history of this particular song. And at the end of it, the author says, but I've never heard a really good parody. He said, I've heard a lot of, you know, change heart to fart kind of parodies, but I've never heard a really good parody that actually parodies the song itself and its place in popular culture. And I was like, well, all right, challenge accepted, you know? Uh, and I did send it to the author and he completely ignored me. But I, <laughs> when I played the song... People do tend to like it, so I finally did put it out. But yeah, people uh, that uh, like my stuff generally like this one. So this is an actual parody in the truest sense because it parodies the thing that I'm making, the song itself. Now, do you do this live? It just never released it, or...? I've done I've done it live a few times, and then when I started live streaming more, I you know pulled it out just because I was looking for different stuff out of my back catalog to play. So I started playing it on there, and it's kind of caught on with the people that watch me there. And so I thought, well, okay, I need I need a new track to put out. Let's do that one. <laughs> and right. so I went and listened to the Jeff Buckley version, and man, the guitar work on that is just mind blowingly cool. Uh, and so my version is based on his, but in my style of guitar playing i guess but it's it's closely related to his version so we got a song called hallelujah it's by uh, phil johnson in the roadside attraction before i play at wyatt earth and uh joy drillco thank you for following our channel you may one day live to regret it <laughs> i heard there was a secret song that david played for much too long And the Lord said You don't know another, do you? It goes like this The fourth, the fifth Pretty basic chords If you catch my drift It's another crappy version Of hallelujah Hallelujah Salagadula Magicabula Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Bula You had a party up on the roof all the liquor was 90 proof You asked her bra size She said, was it to you? She tied you to the kitchen chair She broke your nose She cut your hair Made you listen to hours 
your tooth up But hallelujah Cause then she as good as i thought it was gonna be that was fantastic yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> dying <laughs> outstanding thank you thank like you when he said that the al- the, the, there might be a god or two who are also fucking sick of the song fucking good shit <laughs> yes <laughs> my god the, uh, the cover the the cover art for that album is me dressed as god tied to a chair with an orange extension cord in an abandoned warehouse uh with headphones on like just because ah! he's forced to listen to the song again and i i was so in love with the idea that that was on my to-do list for that day was to dress like God, get tied to a chair and have my picture taken. I was like, I'm living an okay life. If that's on my to-do list for today. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, man. <clears throat> I, that, I mean, lyrically I, I'm a lyrics guy. And uh, the one thing I really like about all of your songs, and that was a really good example is just how um, brilliant uh, the lyrics are and not just good like you can do it all man like you can do stand-up you can do music you can do i i just it, I'm, I'm speechless choreography or no <laughs> thank you uh, no think, no i'm terrible a terrible dancer terrible dancer oh yeah i think there's also i think do? there's a i think there is a, a a nice change that's needed like if you know if we can have more humor and comedy in in our lives as you know like more than ever i think that's really really awesome man 
Certainly. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that that brings, I mean, a lot of the bands that I like that I listen to aren't necessarily comedy music acts, but they don't take themselves super duper seriously. I like a band that, you know, knows how to have fun with what they're doing. But like the opening song we played, that 150 people in this house song, there was elements of comedy in that song. Parts of it were funny, you know? Yeah. They were looking for a bottle in a fucking house party. Like, come on, that's funny. They were like, there's no alcohol here. What the fuck? There's got to be a bottle (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> or like the Ruffies, Patty Kay's band. There's elements of humor in that music. NVS, there's yep. funny stuff, of course. Sure, but, and yeah. That's most of that, yeah. I mean, that's all like punk or power punk or whatever. Punk's always been kind uh-huh. of irreverent and funny anyway. But absolutely, sure, yeah. like if if you know if there's nothing if there's nothing funny on somebody's entire album, like I don't know, I, I if, you know even if they didn't write it to be funny, you know, it's yeah, it's, I, it's a, either that or I or I love. So super morose sad music like <laughs> like I'll, and nick cave albums every day you know and uh and i'm totally good with that too uh my friend uh dave and i we just uh, sat down we're recording a christmas single it's a cover uh by a band called um foxtails brigade uh it's a christmas song that they did and uh, he brought it to me i was like oh this is a super downer christmas song yeah let's let's go ahead and do this one so that'll that's coming out in early december i think hell yeah so like for a song like that, like, and it's kind of hard to, you know, uh, quantify, but how, how long do you, would you say that's you and a guitar? How long would you say you spend like recording something like that from the start? To, far like, too long. Far too long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hallelujah wasn't too bad because it's a pretty sparse arrangement. Um, and so I think I, I, you know, I, I might've spent a couple of weeks on that and i did the mix on that one myself and my skills in mixing are you know hard one if anything and so it takes me longer to mix uh the the sweatpants song that one i shipped i've got a, a a mix engineer in london that i use for the arrangements that i can't handle and so he did that one but i i do the simpler arrangements and mix them so it but it takes me forever and i listen to it on a billion different speaker systems and everything mm. i drive my girlfriend insane uh when i'm mixing a song She's like, I never want to hear that shit again. (laughs) You're like, well, that, you know what that means? It's done. Yes. Right. Yeah. When she never wants to hear it again. Yeah. (laughs) She's not like, you know, there's this one part. It sounds kind of weird. She's like, stop playing the song. You're like, oh shit, I'm done. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she still thinks parts of it are weird. She, yeah, she always has a, we have, we have do not have the same taste in music or humor. So, uh, that's, uh, it's always a, a trick. She always goes, I don't, I don't get what you're doing. Okay. All right. <laughs> I know well, she doesn't love me for my humor, uh, my sense of humor or my money. Cause uh, it's, you know, she must love me for something else. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you, Phil, I am actually fucking mind blown by just realizing that apart from your, your, being you know, a comedian and a, a really accomplished musician, you're a sick ass fucking engineer. You know, you mix and mastering your own shit. That is, it sounds really good, man. Well, Fuck thank yeah. you. I, I always like to learn new skills. I, you know, uh, my last comedy special, I did all the editing on it. Uh, and that, because I had time, you know, I wasn't on the road all of a sudden. We, we filmed it just before everything shut down. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going on the road. I might as well do the editing myself. I did mm. farm out the color correction on it, though, because I couldn't get it right. But, uh, but I did difficult. everything else on my own. And color correction is tough. Yeah, yeah. I just use uh, I just use red lights and look bad on stream. It's fine. <laughs> I actually think it makes me look better. So cool. Um, I think I want to I want to try to I want to fucking play another song here. What's up with this uprising of twelve forty four? Is this about an actual uprising or what's going on here? 
So this one started life as one of the short songs, one of the, cause I did this whole year long project called the 32nd song project where every day I put out a new short song and mm. uh, I did it for an entire year. There's 366 of them or something like that. And then I started cherry picking from there. This was going to go on the shorts of the itty bitty diddy uh, committee album, but I got to put it together as a full length <laughs> song uh, before I even got around to that album. So this is wow. the full length version of that one. And, um, Sure, it's a historical uprising that happened in 1244, and you'll find out what it's all about. <laughs> yes. Can't wait. There once was a king who ruled over his kingdom with a benevolent hand at the will of the folk. And every magazine covered every item he sported. His comportment was perfection from sock to morning cloak. But then one dark day, he wore a plaid shirt with hot pants. A chance for removal from his throne were soon spoke. Was the fashion uprising rising 1244 when they took down the king because he dressed like a To the citizens from his terrace In a Tampa XFL jersey Fedora up on top Proclaiming he was better Than an emperor with no clothes We prefer your fleshy hoes They yelled in those janky ass flip flops They cheered and they yelled And called for resignation the king just waved them off and walked away in vintage crocs. It was the fashion of a rising
Give up my sweat or vest And I shall not Give up my parachute pants My bedazzled cravat Will never be oppressed My romper fits so tight And it shows off my ass Give up my sweat or vest And I shall not Give up my parachute pants My bedazzled cravat Will never be oppressed My rock will fit so tight And it shows off my ass And the crowd rushed in With knives and scissors drawn to cut away the disarray And force a denouement Till he stood there Just a naked man Like a broke coin With an OnlyFans And the crowd said Dear God, we made a huge mistake And we know we're not supposed to body shame But now we can't unsee this atrocity That song went from under thirty seconds wow. to like to Holy like shit. to like to yeah. like a, to like an epic. Yeah, mm. when I I realized when uh, orchestra enters at three and a half minutes into the song, it's getting out of hand. <laughs> wow, man, that's fucking live! Like <laughs> live, it's the only way I can describe it right now. Thanks, I very... did not mix that one. <laughs> My guy in London mixed right. that one. Wow, that you know that, that's probably the funniest song I've ever heard in my life. Oh, thank you, thank you. That one took a lo- that took a long time. There's a lot of bits and pieces in that one. I gotta ask. I I felt like there was a bit of orchestration going on as well. Was there something like? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like this massive arrangement, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, there was. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I think it was. I don't know, thirty, thirty-five tracks in that one, something like that. But yeah, I did bring in you know sampled orchestra bits and things wow. like that in that middle section. Yeah. So it, it was nice to be able to flex some of my old, you know, orchestra arranging chops a little bit here and there too. So, yep. yeah, it's awesome, fucking awesome. Yeah, someone in the chat was, uh, was mentioning Bohemian Rhapsody, and I, I think that's uh, probably nice. a really good comparison. Yeah, same. I think the nice. same person. I appreciate the, that. No, it wasn't the same person. One of our people in the chat, the, the fucking our chat, like knows the music now. They're like, oh, well, you did the, uh, you did the <laughs> Spanish teacher one. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. That's Tracy. Tracy knows all of my music. Thank you, Tracy. Oh, you know Ro- <laughs> Roland and Art. You Roland Art. Yes, I do. Yeah, that's Tracy. Uh, Tracy Rolandelli. She's a great painter. If you haven't seen her stuff, you should see her I didn't stuff. Even, yeah. I, didn't, I just I just assumed this person like came in here and then like caught on to everything on that. Okay. <laughs> as she as she mentioned to me earlier, she said I turned her on to your show 
last time I was on it or whatever, I had mentioned it and she came in and listened and now she listens to you all the time. So fantastic. You well, thank you. That's, that's the kind of shit. That's the shit I do. Like, I like when, uh, people's communities can kind of find like when people are doing something, I don't know, creative or whatever. And, uh, people from yeah. each other's communities are like, Oh, I actually like that too. That's super cool. That's actually, Oh wait, that's the point of having guests on the show. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> exactly. I just dis- I just took a very long time to describe the simplest concept in the world. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. In fact, I will I will tell you I will tell you the way, how I met Tracy. Uh, years ago, I was booked for a street fair in Oakland, and they booked me into a church courtyard uh, where. As you can imagine, I'm not the most appropriate act, um, and I was certainly definitely not then. And I actually sang a song called Asshole in a church courtyard in Oakland, and Tracy saw me there, and uh, we've been friends since. So, yeah. Great, great. Well, uh, Tracy, I'll, awesome. I didn't know her real. I'll still call her Roland because that's what I've been calling her in chat. Cause that's the, cause I, she probably showed up like one night when I was drunk, and I started like noticing her, right? And so I'm like, oh, whatever, that's Roland. Let's go. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Roland's been uh, here most nights. Got got jokes up in our Discord, posting stories and shit. Fuck, good shit. Nice, good shit. I, I like it when the fucking I like it when the communities cross like that. It's real good. For sure. Yeah. Now, one thing uh, just to point out again is if you look for uh, by the way, Johnny Corn, uh, he was my first guest, and um, I believe that it, that was probably the best interview or best show uh, of the entire. Uh, run of that show so you can find it anywhere you find podcasts. just look up johnny corn or look up uh by the way or um yeah whatever uh, to, i mean go. <laughs> to, to be fair to everyone else phil is uh, has been a good interview and I, like like phil like just kind of has his shit together and is there to present himself as you know a product or or whatever I know that's a weird way to talk about it, but we're in Silicon Valley. We have to talk about it that way. So people believe us when we say we're from the San Jose area, but like yeah, not yeah, everybody's, not everybody's ready to do that. And that's not what everybody's trying you know, <clears throat> when you go on to somebody else's show, you're trying to make their show good, right? right. You're not, yeah, you're, exactly. you're not just there to kick it and like stroke your own ego or whatever. You're there sure. to make what they're doing good so that, you know, whether it's, you know, five people or 500 people, they're like, oh, that show was great. And Phil was part of it. Yeah, yep. and, and, and certainly some people just aren't some people just aren't good at talking into microphones or talking about themselves. I, I did a podcast for three years where a lot of my guests were not used to talking into microphones because I was talking to it was a, it was a podcast about pirates. And so I was talking to treasure wreck divers and authors and historians and things like that. And uh, and a lot of those people were just not used to these are guys who just go treasure wreck diving. They're not used to talking to microphones. So there was a ton of editing uh, after the fact uh, before the shows went out. But yeah, that's just the nature of some people and you work around it. Well, you know, one thing I, I point out is uh, getting back to what uh, Dave was saying is, uh, you know, you, you put on a good show by having a good guest and um, mm. a good comedy producer uh, puts out uh, the best comedy because he knows it's not, a, or she uh, knows it's not about himself. You try to get the best talent because you want the best show and then uh, people you give, uh, you know, it, it's just that's how that's how you put on comedy uh is you, you want quality put the best people on period for sure yep and that's why i took advantage of you by having you on grapes of laugh you, know? <laughs> you didn't have to roofie me first <laughs> <laughs> you maintained your composure quite well i didn't even know that 
High tolerance. <laughs> yeah, high tolerance. High tolerance. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shit. Um, Fucking Phil, man. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna wrap two more of your songs this evening. Super. Um, so I got this uh a puggle named I got a puggle named Fred here. Is this yep. A, probably it's about a dog. It sort of it's about a dog. There's a dog in the song. Uh and <laughs> this one was going to go on the next short songs album. I'm doing another short songs album that'll come out early next year. Um I think it's gonna be called Vignettes of Questionable Taste. But uh this one started out as part of the 32nd song project. And then I realized if I play it a little bit slower and throw in a mandolin solo, I've got a whole song. So that's what uh, that's what this one is. And it just started with, uh, again, a straight line with an interesting rhyme in it. And then I just kind of took it from there. I'm no wizard, but I'll be a muggle So give me a huggle and we'll dance a jig We'll dance the jitterbuggle Then adopt a small puggle from the SPCA Then we'll get wine to swig will be juggled then out come the druggles we got from some thuggles while avoiding the pigs i'll ask for a tuggle and you'll give a shruggle then a lazy ass hand job like breaking a twig Though it's soft as a sluggle I can't concentrate with the pug on the bed You call me Big Luggle And then we'll just snuggle To muggles on druggles With a puggle named Fred Okay, I love that. That was that, just silly. I love that. Yes. <laughs> that, well yeah, done. silly and silly and dirty and romantic all at the same time. <laughs> I think it really gets at sort of the inner workings of a, a an intimate relationship where those kinds of things would happen. And it's a, it's a window inside a relationship. It's not my relationship. I just want you to know that. But uh, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely my relationship. <laughs> just kidding. Donna. Just kidding. <laughs> But I thought it was fun. It's a, that's actually one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. I think I, it's fun, and I've never whistled on a song before. <laughs> you know that that has two things that are not uh, in enough songs: a, a mandolin and, uh-huh. and um and whistling and you whistling. Know? All right, yeah. yeah. I mean, they they have. A, you, you used to hear that all the time. You know. Sure. Well, let's bring it back. <laughs> 
If we add a mandolin to Guns N' Roses' patience, then you've got your whistling and your mandolin right there. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh there's another song on That's that album. That's a song, right? There's, there's another song on that album that is fucking yes. pretty awful. Oh, I don't know if you know about <laughs> Oh, yeah, Let's well, yeah, I know. It's it. what you're talking about, yeah. Do it! <laughs> oh, God. That one in a million song. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one's, that one's rough. That one's rough. <laughs> it's a little rough. I'm not, I'm not even interested in looking in to see if he's trying to satire somebody or if that's just what he thinks. <laughs> fuck, I don't give a fuck. I, I like I like fat anti-racist Axel way more than skinny racist Axel. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he, even he disavows that song now, so that's good. Well, what? yeah, I mean, you should see his Twitter. He disavows fucking everybody now. He's a, he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really good. And it was kind of a departure from the other stuff because that one was just pure, like, silly, like a play on, um, like, rhyming, yeah. like, uggle at the end of everything. And so that's like, <laughs> yep. super, super cool. It's like a, it's just different than the other stuff we've listened to. And I don't think I've heard yep. anything that, like, like, deliberately silly from you before and i think, I think it's really good <laughs> also don't uh, really there might be more in the future oh wonderful uh I, I don't really hear a whole lot of you uh doing slow songs or maybe i've missed them uh oh uh no I've, I've done quite a few slow songs i have a song called um there's a song in my last special called uh, let me that's a ballad uh bad porno sex is a ballad um oh, yeah, and song. uh and uh, yeah, I've done I've done quite a quite a few ballads. A Dodge a Bullet actually is a ballad. Some of the the ballads, the slow stuff is oftentimes easier to sell on a comedy stage because the the lyrics don't go by quite as fast, oh, and so they true. can catch more of the jokes. So those tend to work better on a comedy stage sometimes. Uh, and then I just I have to have a, like a big you know rock and closer of some sort to leave <laughs> leave yeah. some energy when I leave. <laughs> well, I, I gotta say, that, uh, Phil, this song made me feel like I was hanging out with Kermit the Frog and by the river. <laughs> you know, and uh, that's all I can say. I, admit it. Fucking I awesome. love that. It's like a dirty rainbow connection. I can go with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No. The but dirty yeah, rainbow connection. That's a sex move. <laughs> oh, no. oh. All right. We got word from the chat that, that it doesn't seem that one in a million was satire. Okay, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, no, it's actually good for satire. I suppose that that song wasn't attempting to be satire, right? <laughs> I suppose satire is somewhere applauding that that that, that that satire doesn't have to fucking take the fucking heat for that shit, right? <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna play one more of your uh, songs that you sent us here, and um, super. This one is halfway to the stars. What's up with this one? Mm. Okay, so this one is uh, so I have a degree in jazz uh, that I don't often get to use, and uh, so I sat down and I was just working through some jazz changes, and I thought, and again, this was uh, starts romantic and then not so much, uh, and so that's that's kind of where I went with this one. You and I could meet halfway to the stars. Die from lack of oxygen You and I could meet Halfway to the stars (laughs) 
floating in space It's really cold and I can't breathe I should be wrapped in layers of mylar and kevlar And Gore-Tex and Nomex and fiberglass protecting my face Cause loving you feels like Yo, that sounds like it should be playing <laughs> in a nice Italian restaurant. <laughs> wow, dude. That, that wow. thing was really just, it was an excuse to blow some jazz changes. That's, <laughs> that's I was like, I got two Woo. verses and a bridge and let's do it. So. Man, I felt that swing, my brother. Felt it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's hard to record <laughs> jazz by yourself because you're supposed to be <laughs> reacting to the other people around you. So what I did is I actually, I would record, uh, I, I think I recorded a drum part and then I played the guitar parts and then I re-recorded the drum parts and then I laid the bass in and then I re-recorded the guitar parts so that I kept re-layering new reactions to what was going on around it so I could it, sort of um, fake an imp improvised situation. Wow. That's, that's actually a smart way to do it. Yeah, I, yeah it, was, uh, it was an interesting experiment. No, it's an experiment that worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely like like in a movie when people are at a lounge or whatever, right? That's just playing in the background. Yeah, for sure. You, you don't notice that it's a funny song until maybe the, if you love the movie, you're like, wait a minute, the song in the background is kind of funny too. No, like, yeah, take a yeah, yeah. That's cool. And I mean, I, 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 like I said, I have a degree in jazz. I listen to a ton of like old, old jazz, like anything past... 1945 isn't really in my wheelhouse i you know i can get into the the 60s and 70s and later stuff uh but i'm a big fan of like old dixieland and big band and the small combo stuff in the 40s that's that's my jam uh and uh so that's that's kind of like i will listen to ella fitzgerald all day every day and be perfectly happy uh so that's kind of where that that one came from you know what's mm -hmm. interesting is my dad was heavy into that uh musical not just genre but um time period um so i grew uh -huh. up listening to that um nice you know, so yeah that is interesting you brought that up yeah my dad as well that's uh and growing up he would always tell me about oh he you know he was 13 and hanging out at the black hawk in san francisco watching you know cannonball adderley or somebody like that uh and i was at the time i didn't i didn't get jazz i didn't understand jazz and it wasn't until college uh, when I, I studied jazz because there was no rock program, essentially. Uh, and that's when I really started to understand jazz and, and, you know, get more joy out of listening to it. But I really do like the, the old stuff, uh, all the Louis Armstrong and, you know, yeah, Billy Holiday and yes. that kind of stuff. That's, that's mm. my favorite kind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, th the thing is, there's a reason why people know those names today uh, when sure. it was recorded so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like uh, that many people, like, for example, there are many groups uh, from the 90s or early 2000s that, you know, it's not that long ago, and they have no clue who they are because their music was crap. <laughs> or, well, crap is probably not it. It's that it didn't stand out enough that it stood the test of time, right? It's like... right. Because the further back you go, the less and the less artists are going to be, like, remembered by people who are currently into music. Like, you know, I were, I'm because I'm a certain age, I'm going to remember hella more bands from the 80s than I am from the 70s. 
That's and as sure. as more people get born, that just keeps getting shifted, you know, b- further back. And so, yeah, yeah. If it's going to be from the thirties or forties. It's going to be maybe not even the best artists, the artists that became the most famous. So they're going to be the ones that your right. the average person is going to know about. Well, like Rolling Stone put out their, their newly revised top 500 songs of all time that they sourced from, you know, 250 artists and people in the industry and things like that. And there's some, you know, there's some glaring omissions on there. And there's certainly when they go best songs of all time, it's like, okay, well, there's no Beethoven on here. So, you yeah, know, let's yeah. not go all time. Let's say, you know, and there, I don't think there was anything... Well, uh, Billie Holiday, Strange Fruit on there, I think is the only, that's the oldest song on there, but there was nothing, there was no, you know, anything from Louis Armstrong and the, you know, the hot fives or hot sevens, or, you know, there was no strutting with some barbecue, you know, there's a lot of, that's a lot of songs that nobody just thought to put on there. So when they say all time, yeah, okay. Mostly later. (laughs) You you know, the problem I have with that whole list is that you're not on it. (laughs) Well... I think a lot of musicians have that problem with that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when they put out when they put out the top 100 podcasts, I'm hella pissed that I'm not one of them too. So, <laughs> yeah, so, no, but I I just want to like just again uh, really uh, put it out there as to how well that you're like in every song that you put draw out there is like you the way you mixed it or whatever, but it's like your vocal sits perfectly in the mix and it's like it's uh pristine and it's nice. like just um it it, it really makes you want to listen to the song and, uh, and, and like really dig in and listen intently because everything just sounds fucking good man and it's oh, just well, thank you. um sick I, I try I try really hard and my mixes take a long time and when I can't do it I send it to the other guy uh, and let him do it and which costs me way more money but it's often worthwhile when he does it um, and uh, I will tell my girlfriend that you said that because she thinks I always mix my vocals too low. <laughs> oh, I think <clears throat> no, I think it's perfect. Yeah, you can hear him. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't it, like it to stand too far out front because I like to reward repeat listening. I like for some of the jokes to get by you the first two times so that the third time you go, oh, I never heard that line before. <laughs> Which is still like making the song new, right? You keep rediscovering. Right. Yeah, because there's only so many times you can listen to a comedy song uh, before you hear all the jokes. And I mean, that's uh, uh, there are comedy songs that I can listen to, but I don't laugh at them anymore. I just listen to them as a good piece of music, you know. And uh, so that's what I try to, I, I want it to be so that when the jokes aren't funny anymore, when you know they're coming, that it's still a listenable song that you want to go listen to. I think that's the, uh, I think that's the, um, I think that's the going to be the, the standard or whatever I think for like comedy music is. Yeah. Yeah. If you know all the jokes, it's like a good movie, right? Like you can't spoil a great movie. It's the same thing. Right. Yep. Yeah. How many times mm-hmm. have I seen Die Hard? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter which movie it is. If you think it's great, it doesn't matter that you know what happens. And it's the same thing right. with a, with actually a good song too, because the first time you hear a great song, you, you hear a bunch of surprising stuff musically from it too. So, like, <clears throat> once something's no longer novel, if it's if it's still enjoyable, then it's it's a good piece of art, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I shoot for. And the nice thing about doing comedy music is that I'm not strapped into a particular style uh, because as long as it's funny, I can do whatever serves the lyric as far as a style. And uh, and that allows me to to do a bunch of different stuff that I wouldn't be able to do if I were, you know, in a metal band, you know, and had to do the same thing 
in that style, you know? Um, And so that that's part of what pushed me in that direction was like, Oh, I can do anything. Really? Okay. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, Hey, hey, thanks for joining us. Um, We're going to jump on over to the post game. Y'all are welcome to stay for a little bit on the post game, but eventually I'm going to kick you all off. Uh, Phil, (laughs) before, before we play Miss Garcia, the legend of Miss Garcia for the billionth fucking time around here, where could people find you? Uh, Where's, and where should, which of the services is best for you if people decide they want your music? Which service would you prefer them to use to get your music? Uh, I, I pretty much push Spotify. Uh, although if you go to um, um, roadsideattraction.com or if you go to media.roadsideattraction.com, that's my Bandcamp page, which, of course, I make more money if you do Bandcamp. But that's downloads. If you're just streaming, uh, I usually push the Spotify stuff. Just look for Phil Johnson on Spotify. Uh, and philjohnsoncomedy.com is the place to get my my latest comedy special, Burning Sensation, uh, as well as all my albums and films and comedy specials and all that all that stuff is there. Tour dates, everything. Well, it's been a lot of fun going through and basically having a listening party with the music you sent us. It's been, it's Thank been you. Great. I appreciate it a whole bunch. And, Thank uh, you. Uh, if you're on remote or you're sitting in the room with me, uh, stay put or get lost doesn't matter to me uh, I'll be back with some uh, post game after this and in a little while we'll be doing the crazy thanks podcast listeners for checking out local love follow us at twitch.tv slash echoplex media we're closing out with the legend of Miss Garcia she rose like a rose from the desert Senorita with textbook in hand One never failed to drop things neath her desk Cause she wore nothing up under her dress Miss Garcia The vaguely slutty Spanish teacher One young man could learn how to roll his R's When his pants look like he's hiding cigars Phrase in his mind is a stoic chando, which is Spanish, for I'm super horny. Visions of hot dogs wrapped in tortillas was a legend of Miss Garcia. Things got weird when she taught the Melborough. It's a donkey or ass, she would say Now use it in a sentence, Frank, you're up to bat Said, can I wear your burrow as a hat? Miss Garcia, the vaguely slutty Spanish teacher The girls in the class conjugate verbs correct The boys cannot think cause they're fully Melgato is mean pussycat And ten boys run for the bathroom Except for poor Carlos Cause she is his tia Was the legend of Miss Garcia They scream te amo As they throw Filled with meat Miss Garcia The vaguely slutty Spanish teacher They try to get her outside On a good windy day Like a Mexican
Second-hand knowledge at best My own thirst for truth would never be quenched Because I saw 